This episode of the F1 Girlies is recorded on Ngunnawal country. We pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the land and to their elders past, present and emerging. This is and always will be Aboriginal land. Every time. I feel like we're literally oh, yeah, so giggly every time we do this afterwards. Hi everyone. Hello. I'm Mick. I'm Geneva. And welcome to another episode of the F1, F1 Girlies. Oh. oh, that was definitely off. I love that. I really wish we'd harmonised there. Oh god, that could have went so well and it went so badly. Anyway, hey guys. <laughs> Hello, and uh, guess what? We're actually <laughs> talking about Baku today. <laughs> I'm very, very, very excited. For this episode, because I feel like so much has happened <laughs> since the last time we recorded. I honestly cannot keep up with this world. <laughs> it's like I have my coffee in the morning and I'm like, what's happened in the news today? What's Christian Horner said this time? <laughs> <laughs> the cheeky man. Oh, good old Christian. I feel like F1 just wouldn't be the same without him. But honestly, I feel like Christian and Jerry are so good together because I feel like Jerry was that in the Spice Girls. The, the stirring, the stirrer. The stirrer, <laughs> the, the cheeky, you know. <sighs> I love Jerry. She's definitely we my favourite We do love Jerry. Girl. If it wasn't for Jerry, we would not be here today. Okay. I think I grew up as a, ba- as a baby spice <laughs> okay. and then turned into a ginger That's spice as I'm like Jerry now. was like our mother, but like I meant, <laughs> like I was a baby our spice Our mother of too. Formula One though. But like we started watching Drive to Survive because we were like, oh, Jerry. Yep. And then we were like, And oh! now our new mother of F1 is Susie Wolf. Yeah, sorry, Jerry. Move aside. Love you, though. We changed, changed allegiance. They're, like, still so upset that the Spice Girls did not come to Australia. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the real reason why you became a Susie Wolf fan. <laughs> Deep down, you were like, I cannot follow Red Bull because that one time Jerry Halloway didn't come to Australia. <laughs> Classic. I feel like we're always forgotten like in a world tour it's like we're here too that's true (laughs) thank god the f1 knows we're here thank god but i wish they knew we were here in like sydney not melbourne melbourne i know i would love to have an adelaide as well oh i reckon it'd be so fun to have have an adelaide a bathurst and a melbourne okay i do love this however it's hard enough to get to bloody melbourne let alone get to bloody adelaide (laughs) Yeah, but a street circuit in Adelaide. Yeah, that would be would good. Be so cool. It'd be divine. But it's actually so interesting. I, we, we weren't going to talk about this, but I'm going to bring it up now because there's so much just like news and rumors floating around that we're going to be losing like so many more historic races Why? in the years, like calendar, and then they're just going to be getting more like. I think America has put in a Whoa. bid for another one. What in the so world? F- like four races. And then there's talk that Silverstone is going to lose its spot what? on the calendar. <laughs> yeah. And like there's talk that like Spa is going to lose their spot to a South African track instead. And like, yeah, oh, there's just. Australia don't lose. Silverstone and, oh, I cannot remember the other one. But um, two of them are privatized. So if they don't make enough money, 
they're in the calendar year, then they can actually lose their spots on the calendar. And so now, yeah, there's talk that they're going to lose their spots. America's going to get another one. And I'm like, Melbourne, you've messed us up because you put in your contract that you were the only Australian GP allowed. <laughs> so we can't what? have any other Australian ones. Yeah. So if Melbourne loses, Australia's fucked. Well, no, Melbourne still has our contract for another few years, oh so we're God. fine there. We're safe there. I'm just like, <laughs> but I'm just Australian saying that I really, I like really wish that they hadn't had that in that clause, so that we could put in a bid for a second one. You know, How but then you... there's also talk there's going to be one in South Korea as well. So wait, what? Yeah, so I don't know. It's forever changing. But uh, we, we, we have gone off track, so I'm yeah. going to redirect oh my gosh. us. Every time, I'm so uh, sorry. Because it's back to its race week. We finally made it, everybody. We've made it to the race week. Oh um, and we're in Azerbaijan for a sprint weekend. Um, so we thought we'd just shake things up a little bit and actually just give you a tiny crash course pun intended <laughs> oh, sorry that was terrible i'm so sorry everyone it's okay um, i'm a disgrace to all of our listeners <laughs> <laughs> um but yes uh just a very quick what is the course so the the first baku grand prix or Azerbaijan grand prix first started it was the first one in 2016 there are 51 laps in the race for a distance of 306.049 kilometers. And the the person who holds the lap record is Charles Leclerc, who did it in 2019 for a 1 minute 43 around that time lap. So yeah, pretty boy. fast. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. And the circuit length is around 6 kilometers. Yeah. So fun track. I'm very excited about this weekend. Now I have a question because I'm looking at the circuit as we speak. Yeah. So we've got two DRS detection zones from my understanding. Yeah. Two DRS zones. Yeah. when they say speed trap, what is that? Okay. So an F1 speed trap is a device used on Formula One tracks to record the speed of the cars as they pass by. Oh. That's why they can be like, ah, oh, the top speed is 300 kilometers, etc. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's sort of like, you know, you know, like they be speeding. They go, and, they go and past the second detection zone and then they're in the speed trap and then they open up their flaps and then they zoom down. That's at least how I think <laughs> <laughs> sounded very like David Attenborough at the moment. They zoom down. <laughs> We're watching these boys in their natural habitat. <laughs> Shirts off in the ice bath. Oh my god, I'm here for the content. Um, I feel like we've definitely got off, (laughs) got off track again. (laughs) Terrible. Okay, so Baku, talk me through it. This is my first time watching it fully. As we know, this is my first season fully watching Formula One. Um, So talk me through it. Is she dangerous? She is dangerous. Does she have a yeah. lot of crashes? Tight corners, a lot of runoffs, like a lot of people like getting so close to the wall. Like usually, Shit. I think it was last year they did like a um a bird's eye view of mm. like one of the drivers and they were just like a millimeter off touching clip in the wall. Oh my it's gosh. just, it really is a spectacular race and they go so fast down the straights because it's like giant straight and yeah. then like turn, turns and turn and it's like, 
giant straight again and it's, it's just a brilliant race to watch i'm so excited <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely one of my favorite tracks like do we know yeah, what time it's up it's there on? so for australians it is the race itself is on at nine o'clock but oh. then the sprint the previous on, on saturday night for australians is eleven thirty p.m and then we have qualifying at 11 p.m on the friday night okay well this is but, divine what a lovely time but this does bring me to one of my other thoughts for today's conversation is if you were listening, it would have been like maybe two or three episodes ago, I was explaining to Jen about what a sprint weekend is <laughs> and that has possibly changed. So reports have come out that a lot of the teams have, are all for a change to the sprint weekend structure and it's going to be formalized over the next week so it it hasn't officially come into play but it's really really highly likely that it will and this change will mean that the sprint race is going to be considered a separate event to the weekend Mm. so when i first described it it was we have qualifying whatever happens in qualifying is your starting grid for the sprint whatever the finish is for the sprint will be your starting grid for the race however this has changed so now what will happen is we will have free practice one as usual. Mm-hmm. Then you have qualifying. So the qualifying will actually determine the starting grid for the race on the Sunday. Like usual. Okay. What usually happens. Okay, yep. Then they will have a free practice two with a short qualifying session within that, which will determine what the grid positions will be for the sprint race. Oh my lord. So then the sprint race will happen. Whoever wins that will get points. And regardless of where you finish in the sprint, that's just how you finish. And then they revert back to what happened in qualifying. And that is the order for the race. So for example, this means that if Charles Leclerc gets, miraculously he gets pole position for the sprint race. That would be divine. Then and he does really well in that. But then, if in qualifying he didn't put in a great performance and he only came third in that, he's regardless of whether he wins the sprint or not, he's still starting third on the grid. Okay. The opposite can happen: someone could crash, and then oh hey, but I still you know have my P two from qualifying, so that's where I'm going to start on the grid. Okay. So it, it's it's very separated now. Yeah. And this has all come out and. For example, Charlotte Claire has come out saying that this is, they really love it. Bottas has come out as well saying this is a great move because it means that they can try new things during the sprint race and that they're That's not afraid true. that if they, you know, that they would jeopardize them try this the actual thing, race. That, it, th- yeah. that it's ruined their whole weekend and their whole chances. Well, that's exciting. So, I don't know how I feel about it from a personal level. I'm like in two minds about it because I'm like, no, how dare you? I love the excitement of the race meaning something yeah. in the overall weekend. But then at the same time, like, yes, maybe this could mean more action and more exciting driving happening yeah. as well. So get even more it's yet to be seen. Out. I'm yet to know how I feel about it. But some yeah. cheeky overtaking. I'd love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how easy it actually is to overtake at Baku, though. I, it is doable. It's not as yeah. hard as Monaco. But it's like, I feel like it's more of a technical and endurance yeah. challenge for drivers. Because it's like you've got to stay focused, make mm. sure that you're, you know, you're hitting your entry points and exit points and your braking points at the correct time yeah. or else you are going into the wall. Oh, it's very similar to Singapore, like in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I do, I do love a good street race. 
I do love a good street race. <laughs> Wait, so is back of a street race? No, it's not. No, it no, is. No, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is a street circuit. Yep. Oh, shit. So, okay. Checo Perez will probably win, but you know. <laughs> maybe not, but maybe. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Likely. Um, <laughs> But yeah, what are your thoughts on Baku? Like, how are you feeling going into the weekend? Well, I'm just excited for it to actually be a race weekend, firstly, because it's been way too long. I feel starved. I'm hungry for the race weekend. But no, I'm like really excited just to like see the first sprint race because I've never experienced that before. Like, obviously, I've seen snippets from the races at Baku, but like nothing... Yeah, I'm still a newbie, everyone. So, like, this is very exciting. And, like, obviously the admin teams are going to be in full swing. We're going to be getting, you know, is it real content? Is it a meme? We don't know. (laughs) They're unhinged. That's always one of my favorite things, waking up on a Monday morning, is seeing all of, like, the actual, like, fan memes of the races. So funny. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Coffee in hand, meme time. (laughs) So good. So good. But, um, Um, yeah, I don't really know what to expect. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm so keen. I'm just keen that we have a race again. It's just, it feels like a long time. It does. I feel like every week I've been like, Baku! <laughs> and I'm like, it's finally here! <laughs> um, but we're going to take a little break and then we'll come back with the news headlines. Do you find yourself flicking on Netflix or Apple and heading straight to the movie section to find the most nostalgic film? Well, do we have a podcast for you? Join us, Geneva and Mick, every Wednesday as we dive into some of our favourite and most rewatchable films. We'll discuss what makes them iconic, what they would look like set in the 2020s, and award the best scene-stealing performances. So grab the popcorn, hit play, and join us every Wednesday for That's So Cliché. Oh, God. We're back, everyone. Hello, we're back. News headline time. Let's get it. Okay, our first news headline... (laughs) It feels kind of like old news because I feel like so much news has happened. Oh, God, I know. But the news headline reads, Ferrari's appeal over Carlos Sainz's Australian Grand Prix penalty dismissed. That's upsetting. So pretty much what happened is that Ferrari went to the FIA and they were like, hey, we have this new information that you didn't have at the time of the race. We're using this old race as an example we're also bringing in the fact that Pierre didn't get a penalty or Sargent didn't get a penalty and then the FI was like no 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 this isn't enough new information for us to overturn this so as it is Carlos Sainz finished 12th at the Australian Grand Prix with a five second penalty it still hurts it still really does hurt I feel like his eyes in his helmet oh. it just burned in my brain i feel like there's just a few f1 moments that will live for me for forever and that no michael that's no one of them. <laughs> that's one of them too this isn't right michael uh, but yeah sad days sad days for ferrari man ferrari's had such a bad start i feel I like i've kind of suppressed that over the last like break <laughs> yeah it's like break. trauma i'm like that never happened <laughs> It was just a dream, a really bad night. It's okay. They have a good car. <laughs> but they are getting upgrades though, aren't they? They are. They are bringing upgrades. Up- and Mercedes upgrades. is getting an upgrade. <laughs> up- Toto. Toto's like, watch yes. out. Upgrade's oh, yeah. Coming. 
Mercedes, they're ready. Yeah. They're ready and fighting. I'm ready to see George up on the podium. Yes. Oh, gosh. Also, Lewis. To see George win. George, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you know what I would really like this year is a very uncalled for podium. I know we've had one in Alonso, but he doesn't count anymore because it's just kind of yeah, an expectation just, now. Yeah. But I'm like, I want an Alpine finish. Like, yes, I want, I want Esteban. An out of the blue. Yeah, an Esteban or a Yuki. Or like, I want something really out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> I'd really like that. That'd be nice. Um, but another of our headlines is Audi aims to start F1 engine tests by the end of 2023. So Audi reckons its F1 program will be ready to test a complete hybrid powertrain and will have finished its 300 person hiring program by the end of 2023. Wow. So Audi, they seem pretty on track to be joining the game. Yeah, big team. 300. Yeah. Lord. I just, when I think about how big these teams are and then I think about Haas, Haas, bloody Australian accent, because I just want to say Haas, but I know it's Haas. What are you looking at? Sorry, I got really distracted while you were talking because obviously you have the headlines up in front of me and there's a new one that's just come through. What, Speaking what, of what? Ferrari. Oh my gosh, live. I love this. So the, team, so the team principal of Ferrari has come out saying that so Vasseur rules out Ferrari car concept change as he claims 2023 Challenger has tons of room for improvement. So Ferrari team boss Frederick Vasseur has provided an overview of Ferrari's development plans for the next phase of the season, shutting down talk of a B-spec car. So it sounds as though Ferrari isn't upset enough at their car that they're going to change it. But that <laughs> I would say the boys are very upset. But that they just need a lot of updates for it to work. Okay, we're going to do As a Ferrari update. fan, I don't really know how I feel about that. But um, oh my god, I just I feel yeah, like we're I just no, we have to remember that there's still twenty races left. Yeah, I just I have to I'm constantly like, keep telling myself there's twenty races, and then there'll be like three races left, and I'll be like, there's three <laughs> races left. Three. We're, we're gonna bring this back. Oh gosh, I better see some Ferrari <gasps> podiums this season, or I'm gonna be very sad. Oh gosh, please, please, boys, please. please. At least a sprint race win, you know. I definitely but, feel like people are gonna discover who our favorite people are. <laughs> I um yeah. I feel like well, I'm not very apolitical on here about who I like well, and who I don't. Leclerc, Ferrari, Christian. <laughs> so our last headline is Horner says total culture change in F1 makes it much harder for Red Bull to retain superiority. So Christian Horner admits it will be harder for Red Bull to maintain their advantage over their rivals for long due to the culture change in the sport with the introduction of the cost cap alongside the wind tunnel and the CFD restrictions they face this year. Mm. So it just sounds like Christian saying that unlike Mercedes long reign, because of these new changes, it's going to be a lot harder for Red Bull to maintain their superiority at the moment. Which I find really interesting yeah, in a number of ways because that's kind of like what the FIA has intended. Like the reason why they have introduced these things, like for example, reduced amount of time in the wind tunnel is to balance out the lower teams being able mm. to actually compete with the high teams. Yeah. So yes, unfortunately for Red Bull, this has happened when it hasn't been the Mercedes reign right mm. and it, it just so happens that they're on top at the moment yeah but at the same time it's like this is what 
these rules were introduced for. So we don't really understand why Christian's complaining. Yeah, and also your car's bloody fast. Exactly. You still have two tents to give. You don't <laughs> no need to change your here. car. No sandbagging here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, yeah, again, I feel like we bring this up every time. <laughs> it's just like Christian. Stir her in the pot. <laughs> I have such a love-hate relationship. No, not love-hate, but like I have such a hot-cold yeah, because sometimes he's really good. Like when he was defending Daniel Ricardo, and he was like, "What oh. happened to you at McLaren?" Yup, you know, like we had to feed him. You know that that scene where like Cyril's like, "You shouldn't have trusted Zach." I told you. <gasps> oh my god! I'm like, what happened? <laughs> it will be interesting, like to see all of these changes, like every year or like every couple of years or whatever. Yeah, I'm just I'm so intrigued what's gonna happen this year part of me feels like Bottas will retire either not this year or the following year and then it'll be like that ripple effect of like oh we're bringing in new drivers you're losing your seat like yeah or Daniel will be back and he'll take it I don't really know when Daniel will be back it'll be really interesting so I'm like where will you go part of me is like will he go back to AlphaTauri like, I'm like, is Yuki going to lose his seat and Daniel's going to get that seat back? <gasps> no. Or alternatively, maybe Debrief's will, like, go up and he'll switch to, like, a but different team. And Yuki's then... been doing well. Yuki has been doing well. But they are all of our headlines. Um, and they come from F1 and Motorsport.com. So now, heading back to the weekend ahead of us, I would love to know your predictions. Oh, my God. So, starting off, who do you reckon is going to take pole position? George. <laughs> reckon George. You reckon Look, Mercedes coming okay. out there? Can I just preface this? Literally everyone listening, please do not take my answers as like she's researched this. She's going off the statistics. This is purely off hopes, dreams and vibes. Okay. <laughs> so, George. <laughs> yeah. No good one. I love that. Who do you think? I don't know. I reckon it's going to be it's going to be Max. It's obviously right? it's going, it's going to, to be, be Max. <laughs> I actually think it's going to be Perez. I do think Checo is going to do it. Checo he is, he is the king of the streets. Life. Yeah, I I think it's going to be the Red Bulls, but who knows? It has been a long enough break that it's, it's like the Mercedes could come out of nowhere. True. Alonso could come out of nowhere. Oh my god, Alonso is just living his best life right now. <laughs> But then, do you think that, do you think George is also going to take the sprint pole? Like the sprint race Nah, pole? it's going to be like, well, surely it has to be Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's probably so be fast. <laughs> it would be fun to see George, I'm um, not George, it would be fun to see Lewis though. It love would be to nice Lewis to see him pole. back in action. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd love to see him get another podium as well. Yeah, he needs it. We, we They all need it. <laughs> Speaking of podiums, who do you reckon is going to take out the sprint? Like the sprint podium, one, two, three. Max, Checo, Carlos. Oh, I like how you're throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. I, do think it'll be a, I do think it'll be a Max. Oh, it's going to be Alonso. It could Don't be Alonso. Hate. I reckon it's probably going to be... I, 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 I reckon it's going to be a Max, a Lewis and a Checo. One, two, three. <gasps> That's okay. my guess. But then again, Checo is the king of the streets. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the race podium. Do you reckon it's going to be the same as the sprint? 
Wow, there are so many podiums involved in this weekend. Um, there are. Two poles, two podiums. <laughs> Shit. Maybe Alonso. I yeah. don't know. Part of me feels like maybe we've seen... Look, again, maybe this, could be, this could be very controversial. But part of <gasps> me is like maybe people are going to come back from the break and Aston Martin's going to have pulled a Ferrari of like, when was it, like 2021 where they were doing super duper well. And then they just like, someone was like, car's a bit fast boys and then next minute their cars weren't fast anymore so i'm like i wonder if that's gonna happen to aston martin what like sabotage no no oh my my gosh do you think people have sabotaged f1 cars before probably oh gosh we're gonna have to leave that to what in the history (laughs) that's true we will have to literally um but yeah, I reckon I'm just throwing my back, my three in there. Maybe I'll toss George in the ring too. Maybe I'll go with like a Checo Max George finish oh my gosh, in the actual it. race. I don't know. I don't know. On, I really don't I know. I really don't know because I thought everything that I thought and knew went out the window. I thought McLaren would be doing well. I thought Ferrari and Mercedes would be dominating up there with Red Bull. Clearly none of this was the case. Fernando's come in like, you know, the ocean, like a tsunami. <laughs> Winning left, right, and center. But my gut is saying no Aston Martin on the podium. Yeah, but I'll probably be very wrong. It'll probably be a double green. <laughs> Maybe it would be bloody Oscar or something. Maybe it would be bloody McLaren. Oh, Who knows? That'd be incredible. Um, nice. But now I'd like to know do you think there will be any DNFs? Do you have any gut feelings on who oh my could gosh. DNF? Yeah, I think shit's going to go down. I don't know who it's going to be. I think we're going to see a Sergeant DNF. I think we're going to see a Kevin McLaren. DNF. And I think we're going to see a Lance. A Lance Stroll DNF. I think we're going to see absolute chaos at McLaren. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Mm. You oh, know, Oscar it, did just post yeah. him at the factory working on the cars. You that know. was a great picture. That was it good. It was a beautiful picture. Yeah, mm. good on him. But um, yeah, I feel like he's really happy and proud to be a McLaren team member. But then at the same time, like, was Australia so much carnage that we'll just have, like, quite a quiet race? Maybe there won't be anything. I don't else. know. I'm really like I just feel like some. I'm always feeling like something's gonna happen. Yeah, someone's you know? car will like. Yeah, I just feel like the cars have been proven this season to not be. I'm good. I don't. I don't know if standard is the right word, but honestly, not the standard that we were anticipating from some mm. of the teams. Yeah, I feel like it is like still early in the season, and maybe that's where like we've. We've come off the end of last year, right, where all the cars were doing really yeah. well. And then it's like that teething problem, for lack of a better term. That, That's like, true. That we're waiting for. But, yeah, I, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm excited, though. I'm very excited. I'm excited, excited too. <laughs> uh, but I think that's all we have time for. Yes, thank you. If you came, like, if you finished this episode, <laughs> shit. You're coming literally. on my cover, mate. <laughs> But can I just say one thing? The Ferrari boys are very well media trained. <laughs> oh my gosh. I actually saw a TikTok about this where someone was frustrated at how well that they are. They're so good. Trained. At, yeah. Because it's like they're really good at not giving an answer. And I was like, yes. But then I was you have this. Steiner on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> I would have fucked the whole, the whole paddock. paddock. <laughs> Hug. <laughs> When he was like, he wants 10 fucking million minimum. <laughs> we can't afford him. 
and when he was like with the russians and he was like fuck this i'm done with the russians i'm done with the russians oh my god you know steiner if it wasn't for drive to survive like people would not know the beautiful existence that is steiner i love that he's named his book surviving to drive as well (laughs) i actually really want to read that yeah, he do, he does the audio book as well. He narrates. His oh, thank God! So I'm I'll thinking listen to I'm the gonna go then. audio book. Yeah, instead yeah. of so I can get the full, the full experience. <laughs> but can you imagine just like going to sleep, and then he's just in your ears, just swearing, being like, "I would have fucked the whole paddock." <laughs> I just feel like oh. he is such a savvy saver. This man, a savvy saver, a savvy saver, because he's literally just trying to keep his team alive. Yeah, gotta oh love him. God. Gotta love Gene, him. All the funny Gene things. Where it's like he's got to go call Gene. <laughs> I really hope one day we get to meet Steiner. That'd be pretty cool. Fire out! We've really gone on a tangent there. I know. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Shit. Um, I think that's all we have time for. Um, so if you've made it this far, thank you so much. For You're an absolute legend, literally. And- we hope that you enjoy watching Baku and the sprint race and the main race. And we will catch you all in our next episode to talk about what's happened in Baku and also to talk about the Miami Grand Prix. But thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you all in our next episode. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Cliché Media Group.